Thank you for listening to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast, located here in Pasco, Washington, where lives are still being changed for Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy it. Exodus 14, um, 30 through 31, we'll be reading there in a moment, and uh, just um, read along with us, amen, when we come to the scriptures, and ask God to help you, amen, because we need God's help. And so most things are powered by batteries, and so they have an on and off switch. And if the batteries are included when the item is purchased, then it is ready to be used immediately. I don't think I've ran into that lately. Most, most times you have to buy the batteries. However, it still must be activated by the switch. And so as Christians, our switch is faith. And so when you and I turn on our faith, we are able to access the power that's included in us. Amen. And so God pours His Spirit in us. But we must believe God, amen, and activate that faith, amen, to move forward. Let's, let's uh, read our scripture this evening, Exodus 14, 24. Thus, says, Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Amen. How many of us know that it's good, amen, to see, amen, when our enemies are defeated, that'll, that'll give us faith. Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians. So the people feared the Lord, and they believed in the Lord and in His servant Moses. Amen. Let's pray, Lord God. Let's pray. God, we pray this evening that You would help us, Lord God, in our faith, Lord God, that we can trust in You and rely on You all the days of our lives, Lord God. And we ask You to build our faith, for there is no one, Lord God, that builds our faith like you. We thank you. We ask you to move by your power and your spirit. Minister to our hearts, our lives, our marriages, our children. We pray this, Lord God. We trust in you and all that you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. And so I, I want to say this evening that God, amen, He wants to build our faith. Uh, J. Hudson Taylor said, I know He tries me only to increase my faith. And so sometimes we don't know, amen, why God allows problems in our lives. But he, we know that He intends to use them to heighten our maturity and deepen our faith. And so you can say that that uh, trials or troubles in our lives, amen, they're like dumbbells. They're treadmills for our souls. And so when you get on a treadmill, amen, when you use dumbbells, how many of us know that they strengthen our stamina? The other day I was watching this guy. Uh, I don't know his name, but he was... He's an Olympic guy, and there was there was um, 
um, a, a video of him, and this, this guy has the biggest legs that I've ever seen in my life. And so what he's doing is that he gets, he, he gets, on, this, um, he gets on this bike, and so what he's trying to, they have this contraption hooked up to this toaster, and what he's trying to do is use all his strength to, uh, to toast some bread. And so you see this guy, amen, you see, you see him struggling, amen, you see him out of breath at, at the end of the video. But how many of us know that his legs, his legs were like this huge, popping out, but his legs didn't start off that way. As he got on that bike, amen, as he uh, struggled, amen, to be, amen, a, an, an Olympic athlete, then his, his legs became bigger. And that's what God does to you and I. He develops strength and stamina in us. Exodus 14 concludes, amen, that uh, the Israelites benefited from the narrow escape when they were at the Red Sea. That God helped them, that he propelled them forward, amen, as, as they went through some things in their lives, as they went through trials. And it beefed up their faith for the challenges ahead of them. The Israelites feared the Lord, they believed the Lord, and they also believed his servant Moses. And so it helps us, amen, as we're serving God and we go through Amen. Some trials in my li our lives that we look at those trials and we see that God, amen, has brought us through those trials. And so faith has a, an accumulative quality to it. We assume, amen, and garner it. We grow in it. And so it is laid in store for our future. Our faith grows stronger through the seasons of life also. And so what exactly is faith? And so not long ago, a gunman walked into a, a Wedgwood Baptist Church during a youth rally. Among those killed was a 14-year-old, uh, Cassie Griffin. And so this young girl used to collect these figurines frog figurines, uh, frog trinkets, frog jewelry. And so according to her parents, the word frog summarized her philosophy, which meant fully rely on God. And so that's an apt definition of faith. When you and I, amen, give ourselves to God, when you and I trust in God, when you are, and I put everything that we have upon God, in Luke 1, we see the Virgin Mary. And so she visits her relative Elizabeth. The, the later cried out, Blessed is she who has believed what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. And so what a great definition of faith is believing that what the Lord has said to us will be accomplished. Think about this. This young woman or this young girl, the, the angel of the Lord comes to her. And she, uh, the angel of the Lord tells her that she's going to bear a child. And she says to the angel of the Lord, but I have not been with a man. This is not natural. 
Amen. In our to even think about. But she believed, amen, the angel of the Lord. And thus, amen, she was able, amen, to be the bearer of the Savior of the world. In Romans 4, the Apostle Paul wrote about Abraham and said he was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. And so... That similar definition, amen, being fully persuaded that God has the power to do what he has promised. And like Abraham, amen, his wife, Sarai, she giggled, she laughed, amen, because she didn't think, amen, that in her old age she was able to bear a child, amen. But God said it. Amen. And so God said it. He promised it. And so he's more than able, amen, to do it. And so putting all this together, we find that faith is believing what the Lord has said to us. That it will be accomplished. And so being fully persuaded that God has the power to do what he has promised. Believing that the things will happen just as he has told us. And considering him faithful who has given us this promise. Our God is faithful. So we can say therefore that faith is making reasonable assumptions. And so when we take, amen, our morning showers, we assume that the water is going to come on. Preferably hot water. Amen. I, I like hot showers. I, I'm like my brother Jerry. I don't like cold water. Amen. When we eat our cereal, we expect it to be healthy and wholesome. And so driving to work, we proceed through the green lights, assuming also that the red lights for the intersection are working. And so every day in our lives, we live by faith. In a hundred ways, amen, think about just, just the simple everyday things that we do, that we live by faith. And even sincere atheists live by faith, not only in his atheistic philosophy, but in the very uh, process of uh, everyday life. And so God created the universe so that faith, Principles are always at work. For Christians, faith is making reasonable assumption about God's care and control over our lives. And so, God, amen, should be in control of our lives. We should believe that God, amen, has our best interest in mind. And so, based on scriptural promises... We must not um, understand every circumstance or appreciate every event. But sometimes, amen, we're backed up, amen, just like the, the children of Israel were backed up by the Egyptians, amen, at the Red Sea. But God gave them a promise. He told them that he was going to take them to a land filled with milk and honey. Amen. And they, amen, were to believe God. 
And so, and we disappoint him when we question his ability to keep his word. Uh, this man Warren put it like this, a faith that can't be tested can't be trusted. And so faith, after all, is uh, quantifiable. One person's faith is um, turbocharged while another sputters on one cylinder. I mean, you see this, you see people's faith. There was this uh, woman in Houston. Um, she would come up and she would uh, just, every evangelist, every pastor, they would... Um, that would come and preach. And even sometimes when I would preach, he would just go up for the same thing over and over and over. But there was just something in their heart, amen, that they didn't want to believe God. And so there's different levels of faith that people have. Um, because she, she, would, uh, she would say that she would believe God, amen, when she would go up there. But then when you would start... Um, Asking her questions, you, you would see doubt come out of her mouth also. But I'm not saying that she wasn't saved, but I'm saying that there's different levels of faith. And so as Jesus wandered through um, Palestine, he had um, sort of an x-ray vision. And so he penetrated the hearts of people. He measured their faith. And so he seemed intensely interested in the qualities of faith being exercised. By those who crossed his path, he said to various people, Matthew 10, he said to, to someone, Assuredly I say to you, I have not found such greater faith, not even in Israel. Matthew 15, 28, he says, O woman, great is your faith, let it be as you have desired. And then in Matthew 8, he said to somebody else, he said, um, Matthew 8, 26, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? And so there's degrees of faith. Amen. Jesus richly rewards those who fully trust in him. Jesus saw this man's faith in Matthew 9, 2. And he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. And so he touched this man, and because of this man's faith, he was instantly healed. We see, uh, you know, also in the Pharisees, man, they always questioned Jesus. And they didn't have faith to believe that he was the Son of God. And so I want to say this evening that without faith, is it, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. And so this is true, amen, what the scripture says. That you and I, amen, God rewards us as we earnestly seek him. And a lot of people, they, they, um, they don't you know, earnestly seek God. They, they just give up, amen. They don't have faith in God. They don't trust in God. How many of us know that God, He stirs our faith sometimes? And we, we build off of that, amen, and we continue on. But there, there's people sometimes that are unbelieving, amen. Even after God moves for them, they still, amen, 
don't want to keep going, amen. They still don't want to take those stepping stones of faith that God has for them. And so, amen, God is a faith builder. This was done and recorded in order to encourage God's people, amen, in all ages to trust in him in the greatest strengths. Matthew Henry said that, amen. And so the Lord increases our faith. Lord, I believe, amen, help thou unbelieve. And so faith is a growing entity. God intends to develop us spiritually. So how does he do this? So like a good teacher, he bestows truths and devises tests to review, amen, the reinforce of that reinforcement of that truth. To transfer and translate, amen, into lasting faith. And so he, uh, amen, puts us in life-changing experiences to build our faith. And so like a coach, he sits us down with his players using a game book of scriptures. And so he gives us information. He explains the rules. Man, that's his word. He reviews the plays. Then comes, amen, the scrimmage. Then comes the videotapes. Then he chooses out. Then comes more data. And then another scrimmage. And so it's virtually an ending an unending cycle. But in the process, good players become skillful professionals. Think about this. That's the way it is in, amen, football. But that's the way it is in basketball. God's people become growing disciples. And so little faith grows into greater faith. And so that's how he does it. Amen. In his children. That's how he did it in his children. The children of Israel. He did that with his disciples also. And so with the Israelites, he gave them instructions through Moses. Then he brought them to the edge of the Red Sea. And later into the desert with no water. He said, now here's the test. Let's see if you can apply my promises to your problems. And that's what God wants us to do a lot of times. He wants us to apply, amen, His Word, His promises to our situations, to our problems in life, amen. And He wants to come through with us, for us. Jesus taught His disciples, amen, on the mountainside. Then He loaded them into a boat, and then He sent them into a terrific storm designed to help them apply the truth, amen, of God to their life. And so in the same way, it is true for you and I. At the church, we hear the word of God. And so in our devotion, we feed on scripture. And so the Lord then sends a trial into our lives to give us an opportunity to put his teaching into amen practice. So as you and I trust God, as we pass the test, then you and I are strengthened for the future.
And so this is a principle of our faith, amen, and this grows, amen, and we get closer to God as we apply his principles, amen, amen. So God, amen, promises, amen, that today's problems are used to mature us, amen, for tomorrow's challenges in the sense that we are storing up faith for times of head. So this ha this has happened in my own life. That, um, amen, I have stored up faith in my life. Because how many of us know that once we go through trials and situations in our lives, we, that we can look back and say, we've done that. We've gone through that. God has taken me through that. And I can do it again. And we have we have that encouragement, amen, from God that, that we've gone through that before. Or we've gone through a similar situation before. And these are stepping stones for our faith. And so that's why the Bible is full of promises. We never encounter any situation for which God has not provided a precious promise to bear us through it. Amen. And so Jay Packer, J.I. Packer stated, in the days when the Bibles, when the Bible was um, <clears throat> acknowledged in the churches as God's written word, it was clearly understood that the promises recorded, amen, in, his, in the scripture were, amen, the proper God-given basis for all, amen, the things in our life. And that the way, amen, that the scripture was, amen, for uh, to increase our faith, to focus upon, amen, God's word, to focus upon God's promises, amen, that they would deliver us and they would help us in our conditions. So faith, then, is simply finding and claiming the promises of God in every situation. And based on those promises, making logical assumptions of being persuaded that God has the power to do what He has promised. Faith, mighty faith, the promise sees and looks to that alone laughs at life's impossibilities, and cries that it shall be done. Hallelujah. Amen. And so if God said it, amen, if God promised it to us, it shall be done. John, uh, Charles Spurgeon said this, My faith rests not in what I am or what I shall be or feel or what I know, but in what Christ is, in what he has done, and what it, he is doing for me. Amen. And so sometimes, you know, we can put our faith in who we are at the time. But this man says, amen, that he doesn't put his faith on that. He puts his, his faith on what Christ is. Because all things, amen, are possible through Jesus Christ. I want to say that this evening. Amen. And we, amen, if we put our trust in Christ, 
If we put our faith in Christ, amen, then he is more than able to accomplish those things, amen, that he has spoken to us, that he has promised to us, amen. And so, and I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. You've just listened to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast located here in Pasco, Washington. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you come back for more.